Layoffs are an unfortunate reality in today's market, and impacted workers can spend days, weeks, or even months looking for a new role. After submitting hundreds of resumes into the void, maybe it's time to try something new. This is The Layoff Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is the latest episode of The Layoff Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Alonzo Ackerman. And we have a new job seeker to introduce today, Marie Casey. Marie, how are you today? Doing good. Thanks, Marissa. Awesome. And I guess get us started. You and I actually met through Social Saturday. And so I'm really excited because we kind of connected in that way. And you've been a really awesome supporter of our show so far. So thank you for that. Can you tell us a little bit in a nutshell, what brings you on today? I'm a job seeker right now after 24 years. The company I worked for went through a corporate restructuring um, back in May, which impacted quite a number of people at the company. And my role with some of my team's roles were eliminated during that process. So I'm out on the job market um, looking for a new role using the skills that I've built over the last like 20 plus years in manufacturing and global supply chain. Awesome. And it sounds like obviously you have a lot of experience. You mentioned to me that you do have, you're from Ireland originally, and you came to the U.S. Uh, You're based in Boston, correct? That's correct. Yep. So for anyone that is listening and is curious to see, like, obviously, you know, you have an idea of where you want to be going forward. Are you interested in remote work, hybrid work? What does it look like for you and how do you want it to change or how does that look going forward? So for the last two and a half years, I worked in a remote role. And I will say as an extrovert, I enjoyed it more than I I expected to because I do like working with people. And um, I started with a completely new group, completely new team with five direct reports. And, you know, I was able to build good relationships with all of my colleagues and my team. So remote is fine with me. The level I'm at would most likely be like a director level and multi-site. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be, you know, hybrid to a local site, but then traveling and I have no issue with traveling. So I think it'll, I mean, I have no issue going back into a site either. Um, so I'm yeah. kind of open to all the all the opportunities. I think, you know, it's possible to work both remotely um, and efficiently as well as being on site. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about, I know you mentioned, obviously, with the 20 plus amount of years of experience that you've had in the space, uh, you said you originally came here because of a layoff in 2001. And then obviously, you know, 20 years later, you're here in the same boat. Do you see any differences or, or what, I guess, has there any been any differences that you've seen since that time period versus now uh, when it comes to layoff culture and, you know, things that surround that? Yeah, I think, I think the difference today is just the whole job seeking arena has changed. You know, it's, you've got ATS, you've got everything happening on LinkedIn. But I think one of the things that hasn't changed is like using your network Mm. and, you know, now you're building your network on LinkedIn and that's virtual. So it's a little bit different. And I think, but at the same time, like you mentioned earlier, we met through social Saturday. And even though we haven't known each other that well, I feel like, you know, we've built up a relationship. 
And I think it's possible to do that, you know, through LinkedIn. But I think people need to understand that, you know, networking is about building relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you need to be authentic. You need to be genuinely interested in the other person, trying to find something you have in common um, and not have an expectation that, you know, you meet somebody at Social Saturday and they're going to recommend you for a job next week. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. And I know offline before the call, we were talking about, you know, how important it is to build relationships. It's clear to me that you're really uh, obviously really good at networking, but I think what you're saying here is that, yes, like network is great and it could potentially help you in some way, but don't let that be just the only end goal for you. We were talking about it because for you specifically during this time, you've been able to kind of connect back with the people that you built these relationships with over the course of your, your whole career. Uh, can you explain a little bit what that's like and why that's you know, important to maybe people that that are newer to their career or just coming into the workforce? Yeah, I think it's important to get to know people and find some commonality and build those relationships. So I had a gentleman reach out to me on LinkedIn, you know, who I'd worked with 20 years ago. And, you know, we kept in contact over the years and, you know, called each other now and again just to check in. And, you know, he reached out and asked if I would be interested in doing some consultancy work. And I helped him out with some stuff. And then it just was happened to be a once-off, but that's okay. And yeah. then my boss of 22 years ago, I still maintain contact with him. And, you know, I spoke with him when I was out of work. And he had come back a couple of weeks ago and said, you may have some projects coming up in the near future if I was interested. So it's important to stay connected with people is my thing, I think. And then I yeah. had two other colleagues that I worked with, one quite recently who reached out to me and referred me for some positions within his company. And then I saw another position on LinkedIn and I, um, you know, they show you your connections. Yes. Another gentleman that I'd worked with, he'd left the company I worked at about maybe eight years prior to that. You know, and I texted him, he called me, we spoke and he referred me for position as well. So they're all people that I had personally known. Like at the same time, you know, you can build relationships. Like, as I said, like we've built a relationship and there's other people I've met through LinkedIn. But again, it's like you want to get to know that person and you want mm -hmm. to feel like you, you're giving something as not, not just expecting to get something back. It's, it's a two-way street. Yes, I think that's, you know, that's a definitely a fair point. And you kind of explained it already, too, because I was kind of curious. of like, how do you stay in contact with people over a, a long period of time? You mentioned, you know, obviously some of them, you even have like their phone number, your texting, their LinkedIn. How often do you speak to people and how do you kind of stay? Is it just kind of become organic over the years? Like, you know, yeah, it's kind of ad hoc. This gentleman I worked with 20 years ago. He's working in Pennsylvania area and I had a, another contact that I knew in that area and I would sometimes visit there and I would say, hey, I'm going to be in town and we go for dinner or, you know, he's got some family up here still. So he might call and say, hey, I'm coming up. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's yeah. not like a regular check in. Then like when I was working, some of the colleagues that I was working with a corporate, you know, I would have like a weekly check in with some people just to kind of like see what was going on and keep each other informed. And then I would maybe have monthly check-ins with people as well. So it's just like, you have to be intentional. 
to build mm. the relationships. And you, you, you know, you, you sound very good at it. <laughs> I think that's a very <laughs> strong skill that you have that it's really important when it comes to even outside of work, whatever you do in your career. Mm-hmm. It's just, I found that really awesome. <laughs> and I wanted yeah. to really highlight that because I think it's an important skill set to have. I know you mentioned while we were talking now, like that individual, you did some consultancy work with, are you, how are you pivoting your time during this layoff? Is there anything that you're working on? What does that look like for you? I was very fortunate as part of my severance, have access to right management. So Mm -hmm. I had career coach talk about strategies of, you know, navigating the job search landscape as it is today. Right. And then I had a resume coach as well. And then like, there was just so many different webinars on everything you could think about from interviewing skills, you know, negotiating the salary question, then also like interview skill labs, which are a weekly thing. So the first couple of months, like I was just, I had a schedule and I had like, I had all these webinars every day. So I was busy with that and building my resume, building my profile on LinkedIn and using those webinars to to connect with people and building relationships with them as well so it's been kind of busy now in the last probably month or so like I've done all the webinars and mm-hmm. I'm at, and I mean I've been looking obviously on LinkedIn you know working with some recruiters it's been a bit crazy I mean I know you've talked about recruitment and just yeah. like the way it's really not working well right now I yeah. don't think personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh it's it very interesting because obviously in season one we even had recruiters turn job seekers to, that came on to say like, hey, mm-hmm. we do see that, we did see that, we know it's there are certain things that are broken in the hiring process. And I think I don't know if it's that we're all so burnt out and that we don't really know where to go from here, right? <laughs> I'm not too certain what that's gonna look like going forward, but I guess in your perspective as a job seeker, I guess, what are some things that you would change if you could? I don't know if you have any suggestions. I know I pick my own brain sometimes, I pick others, but I just know what I see is could be, you know, made possibly better. What are your thoughts? My engineering background, my lean continuous improvement training tells me, you know, I would just love to do like a big Kaizen on the whole hiring (laughs) process right now. Because (laughs) there is just so many opportunities for improvement. Mm. And I think what's very disappointing for me is like that there's no respect for people's time. You know, now, like the exception is you get a response to say they're moving forward somebody else. And that I appreciate that. And I always respond. Um, But there's just that lack of common decency. I feel what's happened to people. I feel the same way. I actually most recently went through, just as an example, I went through this interview process where I started out with being auto-rejected to something I knew I was really qualified for. So I'm not one to give up. So I actually have reached out through LinkedIn, found the two individuals in charge as far as like who would I be, uh, you know, reporting to in some way. We actually ended up having a really nice conversation over coffee. They felt really good about me, but they said, you still have to do the process, right? You still have to go through the normal process. That's fine. I completely get that. I get finally connected with the recruiter. We have the general phone screening. I don't hear from them for two whole weeks. And so I kept badgering. 
hi, hi, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out they moved on. They had gone to another company altogether. Get a new recruiter, have a new screening. Then I get rejected and I'm like, but I had actually already had kind of a casual yes from mm-hmm. my first initial conversation. Like what's changed? So I, I hear what you're saying. I feel like there's such a lack of respect on the job seekers time. We all understand that recruiting's hard. It's not easy yeah. for them either. But I don't know why there's no, it's just like you said, it's just like, where's the decency? Where has that gone? It's kind of gone out the window. Have you experienced anything recently as far as that you've seen really out there? Because I know we've seen some people on LinkedIn say some crazy stuff, like new different screening questions or whatnot. Are you seeing that or what's that like for you? So it's been a while now, but maybe a couple of months back, I had a HR screening call, which was on camera, which was fine. You know, we talked and of course, then we got to the conversation on the salary Mm -hmm. and the usual. And I said, well, you know, I'm looking at different roles. So it depends on um, experience and responsibility. And I gave him a range and we had already established that I had I'd been laid off and he said oh he said that's rather high and I said yeah and then he said (laughs) you know considering he said that you're unemployed he said you may need to rethink your expectations on salary right now Mm. yeah I I, is that rude or is that just me I don't know I think that is also like I find it rude and I find it that we're at an interesting spot are a lot of organizations a lot of People know that it's an employer's market right now for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we are seeing the trend be, they know that and they're capitalizing that and trying to bring you lower than mm-hmm. what you should be paid. And yeah. so, yeah, I unfortunately have also seen a couple of different scenarios, which I think is why people are saying, hey, it's time to have a salary range transparently 100%. by companies because then you wouldn't have had to waste your time at all <laughs> if they weren't Absolutely. even going to really have that range yeah. available mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that for you, because I know, like you mentioned, you know, you had some, what's great is that you do have some support, some resources that were given from your former employer, which I think is uh, awesome because we don't see that often or all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say, or has this layoff affected you in any way mentally, physically, or? When I was laid off in May, um, I wasn't surprised. Mm. There had been a previous layoff in November. And I thought to myself, you know, this is a good opportunity, you know, to take a step back. It had been difficult to sort of keep my team engaged, you know, mm. in those like five or six months because it was a lot of uncertainty knowing there was change coming, not knowing exactly how that was in, in, how it was going to impact our team and trying to keep people engaged. And I mean, I'm always very cognizant of keeping my team together and making sure that they feel comfortable. So I was using a lot of energy on that. So when it happened, like it wasn't a total shock and I wasn't like, didn't take it personally. I'm an engineer, so it was all very logical. It's business and that's fine. It wasn't personal. And it was kind of interesting once I stopped working that even though, you know, I wouldn't have said like that I was really stressed and, you know, whatever, but I definitely felt a weight had been lifted mm. because now I could focus on myself, not just my team. 
yeah um, with an opportunity to say okay well what do I really want to do now what is the next chapter in my my career and you know I've got a lot of good experience in both quality and continuous improvement I'm black belt certified but like I said one of my passions is really developing teams so I really enjoy that and sometimes it means you know making people feel a little bit uncomfortable but they grow from that and develop um, yeah so I think I've kind of realized you know where my passion is and what I'm good at and it's helped me to kind of like say okay this is the kind of role that I want to go into not obviously you know a single contributor but somebody who's a leader yeah it sounds like you have amazing leadership qualities amazing networking skills and I think that whoever gets you eventually is it's going to be a, a big win for them I'd love to continue our conversation. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick short break uh, for a word from one of our partners. Today's episode is brought to you by our partner, Win Every Interview. As the global performance coach that built the onboarding and performance acceleration programs for Wayfair, Airbnb, and many more, owner Sarah Flip knows firsthand what your future employer expects and how to help you prove you're the best and only fit for the job. She's here to give you your power back. Win Every Interview is a resource to help job seekers take control of their career. With her program, you'll learn how to create endless opportunities to effortlessly and confidently win the job you want, prove you're a top producer from day one, live a life by design free from worry, fear, or financial difficulty, and belong to a huge community here to support you every step of the way. Check out wineveryinterview.com to learn more. And we're back with Marie Casey. Uh, she and I have had such a good conversation so far. Uh, Marie, I'm actually learning a lot from you just in general as we are talking. I feel like what's great about the show is that when I meet each new individual, everyone has such unique stories and experiences and everything that it's just easy to, you know, be able to like learn. <laughs> from talking to each other. So I, I see your point, especially like you said, driving home the point, build those relationships, make yourself uncomfortable because it is worth it at the end of the day. I know we kind of already touched base on the hiring process and, and how the layoff has impacted you. Because you have such a long career, I would love for your thoughts for any of these newer college students or people that are just entering the workforce right now in such a volatile job market, how should they prepare themselves, you know, in your mind for what, what they're going into? What should that path look like for them? I had a, a graduate join my team, like straight out of college. And mm -hmm. she started in the St. Paul area. So she moved to that area rented an apartment but then the corporate offices weren't mm. open so you know she was stuck in her apartment <laughs> yeah and oh, you know we had a number of distribution centers and our biggest distribution center was outside of Chicago where her family actually lived so you know I had her do Greenbelt project in the distribution center and got her out meeting people and mm. she was a very shy girl but I really saw her blossom over the months because she was interacting with people. She became much more confident. Um, so I would really encourage new graduates, if they can get into an office and meet people and start building those relationships that they're yeah. going to need later in their careers, that would be my biggest advice to them. 
yeah i mean it makes sense i know it's a little more challenging in the spaces that we're in because we are in more remote hybrid mm -hmm. settings you know i understand in a sense how businesses do want people to come in it makes sense as far as building the relationships which is why for me personally i i do like hybrid i do I would do hybrid if I had the choice. I'm actually in a, uh, in the tech industry, so we don't actually have tech down here where mm, I'm at. The remote's yeah. kind of where I need to be. But I think the biggest lesson throughout this whole time that we're talking is, I mean, the relationships. So relationships mm. is what's going to get you to where you need authenticity because, you know, don't make it the only sole reason you're building a relationship with someone. Is there anything else you'd like to add as far as like end the show today as far as you're looking for anything that you think is important for people to know today about you, Marie? I think the important thing is got a lot of experience, as I said, in manufacturing, global supply chain, logistics. But I think that the skills I have are my leadership skills. Mm. And I think they're very transferable to any kind of industry. People are people, right? And you see a lot of stuff on, on LinkedIn about leadership and, you know, how people will stay in a job or leave a job because of their, their leadership. And I think that's very true. I consider myself a servant leader. So very interested in building those authentic relationships with people, developing people and, you know, letting them grow. I don't have all the answers and I don't think I'm yeah. expected to have all the answers. I think that, you know, once you get to a senior level and you're leading people, you're hoping that you're team has all the intricate details to figure the stuff out but you know you're going to lead them to finishing and polishing that final solution um so i think i'm open to lots of different industries and you know different types of roles yeah no that's a great i think those are great notes to end on if you would like to know a lot more about marie case because she is on linkedin uh, we will also have her in the open to work section of our website. Probably see, you probably have already seen leading up to this episode, a lot of social media posts because we are going to give her those marketing materials and her quick elevator pitch. So if you guys want just to quickly know a little bit about her, we have that available too. But thank you so much, Marie, for being on, on the show with us. We truly appreciate your time. And this has been the latest episode of the Layoff Podcast. The Layoff Podcast is hosted by me, Marissa Alonzo Ackerman, with production by Abel Ozuna and editing help from Lauren Lynch. Our music is by J.A.K. The views and opinions expressed in the show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on LinkedIn at The Layoff Podcast, and you can connect with our guests or apply to be a guest on our website at www.thelayoffpod.com.